Hello, and welcome back to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale rewatch podcast. As always, I am two-thirds of your host with the spice and meatball, Daniel. Wait, let me bring it around. It's Italian, because these writers throw in a lot of spaghetti at the wall on this episode. Yeah. I took the scenic route, and joining me is, of course, that other third, Art. Hi, um, it turns out the very boring, uh... The, the very boring character uh, is a mercenary. and Yeah, hey, Art, do you like the born identity? Yeah. It's me, John Riverdale, head writer of Riverdale. I just saw this movie called The Born Identity, and I think it's just swell. Yeah. Um, it's just, they, they throw a lot of spaghetti against the wall, and they just, you know, this good on them nuts. for trying, I guess. Yeah, we've got we've got like some weird uh, army sponsored like Jack Reacher ass uh, mini movie going on in here. Um, they drop something. Oh right, Veronica <laughs> learns that Hiram has a rare muscular disease out of nowhere. Did they did they just real did they realize hey we need to drop this beef between Hiram and Veronica like real I, quick? I have no. Possible idea Cause you were, you, where anything was going. Because you were this. talking, you were talking. Uh, we were talking like earlier, like mm-hmm. the end of this season or closer to the end of this season is whenever COVID started happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, like, yeah, this is a 19 episode season because of COVID. Actually, they were they had been commissioned for the full 20 or however the previous season was. 20, however long. 22, but, uh, 23. 22. Yeah. But uh, they got cut to 19 literally because COVID started happening. Toward the end of their shoot, yeah. So, like, when do you think they? When do you think they started? Like, when? When did the COVID actually start? Right. Uh. Well, I don't because the shutdowns happened pretty fast. It wasn't like the first shutdown. At least they didn't really drag their feet. Like the first reports were probably late December. Maybe they they weren't even sure what that was then. And then like it started really being a real thing. Like mid-January, and then by March, we had we had shut down. So, uh, they probably squeaked out 19 as they were shutting down, to be honest. Yeah, because, like, this because like this whole episode feels like, oh, shit, we need to reset our, ty- uh, our storylines. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing I actually, I was, honestly, I was trying to find out if maybe the writing staff had switched at some point, because a lot of stuff keeps happening. I'm like, did you guys just forget you wrote that previously? <laughs> Um, but instead, what I found out was that also, uh, Luke Perry died two days before uh, the memorial episode they put together. <laughs> so they must have had to reshoot a bunch of stuff to introduce the Fred Andrews is dead storyline to this season. Oh, they must have. Oh, no. 
there's so many things going on with yeah, like a, a lot of external forces happening on this season. Yeah, there's a lot going on. But uh we've waited long enough. It's time for the fabled chapter 69. Uh, or I should say season 4, episode 12, chapter 69. Men of Honor, which you would think would be more homoerotic than it ended up being. Oh, whoa, there's some homoerotic this oh. Also, oh wait, wait, some real shady kind of shitty homoeroticism in this. Yeah, episode. like you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, we, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot to discuss, but we're gonna start right where we left off last time, where Jughead challenged Bretworth to a duel. Yeah, there's. And let me tell you, you think this would go out with a bang, but no, it goes out with no. the weakest of whimpers. Yeah, when they say duel, you think maybe they are going to use flintlock pistols against each other. Instead, they each get to propose a challenge. So, Bretworth wants to fence, Jaghead wants to brawl, and a random extra chooses their third event should be something of the mind. So they're going to play a chess match uh, as a tiebreaker if it comes to that. And DuPont is overseeing all of this because he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm tenure, I don't care. Yeah, pretty much. That's how he be. Yep. Uh, the only other thing to note here is that Jughead picks uh, that one girl he's been flirting with to be his second for the duel. Uh, meanwhile, in the Born Supremacy, uh, <laughs> uh, Jughead and Frank are just finishing up a day at the construction site because I guess... Or not Jughead, sorry, Archie. Because I guess Archie has just fully given up on his community center at this point. <laughs> uh, fuck them kids. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess he ran Dodger out of town, so I guess he feels it's fine. Because, you know, the only issue was a mean drug dealer and not systemat- uh, systemic poverty and uh, all, all of that. <laughs> uh, anyway, some guy shows up that looks like another failed clone. <laughs> it... <laughs> If Frank looks like uh, a failed clone of Fred Andrews, this man then looks like a failed clone of Frank. We're just degrading as we go down. Yeah, it's, like, it turns out, like, army dudes just look the oh, same. Yeah, very true, yeah. Like, army dudes are just the same person, it turns out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's some random guy, and they're like, oh, Todd or whatever. His name's Tim or Todd. Ted, it's Ted. Something really fucking stupid like that. Um, and yeah, of course, it turns out that uh, he is, was an army buddy of Frank's. Um, and then it also turns out that uh, beyond being army buddies, they were also, you know, mercenary buddies. Just committing cool war crimes all over the globe for money. Yeah, I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. Oh, I guess we learned that later. First, Archie invites him to dinner. Uh, he came because one of their mutual army buddies died of cancer, and he wanted to let Fred know, Frank know, allegedly. Oh, God, I forgot this. <laughs> I forgot Veronica's thing was just trying to advertise Katie Keene and making Katie Keene a thing. Oh, yeah. This would have been This would have been around the time when... um. Yep. I mean, they kept hinting at it earlier, remember, like, uh, when the, the Halloween episode, oh, my friend Katie Keene in New York's a fashion designer, she'll make your costumes for you. <sighs> uh, but yeah, so Veronica's going to New York for a college interview. Uh, coincidentally, her parents were also going to New York for an unrelated thing we'll learn about later. 
um, and that's her thing. That's that's their whole thing. She says that New York is her town, which I don't think is true, but no, it's fine. I think it's like multiple millions of people's towns. Yeah, actually, you know, I feel like it's multiple millions of people's towns, but um, it's certainly not the town of the person who doesn't even live there. But uh, shout out to the props department for this the fakest looking roll of hundred dollar bills I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's a, it's a pretty fake looking roll, but yeah, of course it's not, not great. Of course, it's also not supposed to look super real either. Right there, there are like legal limits on how realistic they can make it look. Yeah. Uh, but that that one's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kevin is handing Fangs a big wad of cash, and Tony happens to spot it. And it's like, Fangs, don't tell me you're dealing drugs again. And then Fangs uh, tries to recruit Tony into the tickle cult. Uh, okay. Well, okay, okay. I want to say that I'm just like, no, I don't think the, the clientele would be into that. They would be. Here's, well, and the, the thing that, that this is based on, um, they wouldn't because they were only looking for hot young men because it's a totally straight thing. But. Well, Ali, uh, I mean, yeah, okay, the thing that this was based off of, but also, like, I feel like, uh, there In general, for, like, the tickle fetish, sure, yeah, yeah, Tony could do Buku. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's fine that they're gonna recruit her into it, as far as this plotline goes. We we knew that the tickle cult was just gonna be the starting point for their own thing. At least this is a plot point that they continue to go down with, and I'm, I'm pretty okay with it. Yeah, I would like to see where this goes. Because, honestly, it's the only one I'm interested in. Actually, you know what? No, Betty and Alice were really fun this episode because they team up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Alice feels bad for getting Betty suspended. Um, so she essentially spots Betty's murder wall on their way out, and they're like, let's solve crime together. Uh, you love to do bullshit. I love to do bullshit. Let's do some bullshit together. Oh, like, I, d- I, would, I would say that she was walking out of the room doing bullshit instead of walking into a room doing bullshit. Because she did go up to Honeywell and be like, yo, it was me. Yeah. I'm a piece well, of we, shit. We didn't, we didn't see what she said to him. But uh, that's pretty much what she was doing, though. That's what she yeah. said she was doing. Yeah. But she's suspended from... Well, uh, I mean, but it, it also and... wasn't... Sorry, yeah, she's... But it also wasn't bullshit because she was telling the truth. She did well, steal okay, it, but then Betty didn't use it. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes she does go into the room with some bullshit. But yeah. also, it's the truth. But it's just some bullshit yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Betty spots her murder wall on the way over. Is like, hey, mom, let's solve crime together. Yeah. Uh, Betty's got the free time. She's been suspended for a week, so you know why not? Uh, she also can't. She's also not the uh, editor in chief of the Bloomberg. Yes. Gold. And actually, uh, excuse me. Uh, Alice has also been suspended without pay for like two weeks. So yeah, they both have a lot of free time and nothing to do. So they're gonna just you know cause trouble. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Archie and the two clones have finished dinner and swapping war stories. Um, and then in a little bit, we're going to start the Born Supremacy. <laughs> yeah. See, when originally I saw this scene and Archie invites him to stay the night, I was like, great, three grown men just being weird and homoerotic together, men of honor, let's go. Not where the episode went, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, what if this turned into like a weird Miss Grundy thing, but with a um, but with a with an army mercenary instead? That would actually be <laughs> so funny. That would be so fucking funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, they take the murder 
If they take the mortar bur- m- mortar mortar murder board mm-hmm. uh to an to their home and um and then Alice with her finely honed journalistic skills asks a question that Betty really probably should have thought of much earlier, which is is there a Mrs. Keating? Yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. So they're gonna go talk to her. Yeah, I feel um, like that'd be oh, one of the first things you do, right? Right, you you think. Yeah. Uh, you think that'd be a great primary source, but uh, no. So Archie runs out the door the next morning. He's late for school, so it's just Frank and Ted in the house alone. I wonder what could happen. Uh, Frank gets a call from an unknown number, and it's a guy talking about how his uh, car warranty is about to expire and he should renew. Uh, no, it's uh, it is another one of his army buddies warning him that... Uh, they're being eliminated. And then he sees uh, Ted in the reflection of the toaster with a knife. And so now they're going to fight like they're in a cool action movie. At least they got like a realistic like like military knife, like a K-bar. Because yeah. that would be something that they would have and probably carry on them for most of their life afterwards. Um. So it's choking, Ted was choking Frank out, but then Archie had to come back for some reason and spotted him and hit him with a frying pan and make him let go, but he escapes. So now Frank has to explain to Archie that he used to work for Blackrock. Yeah. Bl- Blackwater. Blackwater, whatever. Blackrock is the thing that owns like 70% of like commercial properties or something, I don't know. Well, there, there you go. So it's basically, Blackwater's worked for Blackrock, I'm sure. Probably. Here we get basically like the rundown of basically what happened to almost all of the washed up like army marines yep. and stuff like that that didn't like get addicted to drugs and sit and became homeless. Basically, all the uh, con basically a bunch of military contractors are just like, Yo, do you have any experience? We'll just take you. We don't care if you did war crimes. Oh, I mean, as a private mercenary, they're encouraged to do war crimes since they don't no longer have to even answer to the uh like military tribunal it's all private so yeah literally they can do whatever the fuck they want it's great uh america hires a bunch of them and places them in places like iraq it's super cool yeah um anyway uh turns out because frank has retired it maybe they are trying to tie up loose ends by eliminating the people who have left is his guess and that's why ted's here um meanwhile they uh are interviewing Mrs. Keating, um, who says that uh, the guy was shitty in many ways, but he was not a uh, adulterer and did not cheat on her. So that calls into question Donna's testimony about being assaulted by him. Also says uh, he didn't enjoy being the Baxter Brothers writer. And uh, no, the army thing comes in later. Yeah. I love how they talk about it like he's been writing these for years when he's published four books. Yeah, and... I uh, could not even imagine. (laughs) And this is, again, one of those uh, series... Imagine if the Hardy Boys Boys came out with a book once every couple of years. That'd be nuts. Yeah, this isn't isn't like a huge, like, fantasy series that has like 500 plus words each thing. It's probably 200... 200 yeah, it's pages like a trim most 250 
Uh, like maybe oh, even uh, less page count less than that for a hardy's boy book they're like no, 150, 150 in, yeah 150 in paperback no. though so yeah they'd be like maybe 100 in hardback uh i i think it would probably be like um no more than 900 words total i don't think yeah they like wouldn't be too much. nine to twelve hundred i think would be my guess <coughs> yeah it wouldn't be much i like like this is like we're talking about something like the Animorphs or the Babysitter yeah. Club. They would come Which out the Animorphs once. Literally came out once a month. Once a month, maybe every two months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, like the Animorphs' actual release schedule was once a month for a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, so four books and years not not realistic. <laughs> I can suspend my disbelief about. The Griffins and Gargoyles, but this is a bridge too far, Riverdale. <laughs> yep. Just stop lying to me. I believe they were going through, uh, the wife brought uh, all the stuff from Mr. Keating's office, and they were going through it, and they found a bunch of army army recruitment flyers among his stuff, which is hilarious. Um, we'll revisit that. Meanwhile, they've reported, uh, Archie and Frank have reported, on uh, you know, the attempted assassination to FP, um, Jesus Christ! Sorry, FP says some bullshit here. Uh, I'm I heard that Skeet leaves after the latest season. I think, and good for him. They have not. They they don't have, they have anything for him. Well. Like he only had two yeah. good seasons. Uh, so after hearing that you know Archie's uncle's a war criminal in the middle of this born supremacy bullshit, he says, as a vet and as a serpent. I've been in a couple of bar fights with these ultramarine types. You you have, FP, you fought some like Blackwater mercenaries? Are you sure? Of course. I like I don't think that like the dude at your local bar with anger issues is the same thing, my guy, but I guess I'm not even saying that uh, you know, mercenaries are especially skilled, but they've get paid enough that they're not going to the same dive bar as you, FP. Yeah. Also, like, they often have their own, they often have their own, like, kind of bars and stuff like that. Yeah. Although, I guess FP's a vet. Another cool fact we uh, are just learning now, but definitely has been true the whole time. Yep. Uh, Let's see, what, he would he grew up in the 80s, so he would have been Desert Storm? Yeah, Desert Storm. Yeah, it was in Kuwait. All right, FP. (laughs) Uh, okay, I don't want to like belittle people who are in that conflict, but like also, really. <laughs> um. So Stonewall Prep is a school that is rich enough to afford fencing gear, but I guess poor enough not to afford an actual fencing area. They're just sort of fighting in the lobby. Yeah, just it doesn't take much to have a fencing area either. Yeah. Um, it's because they could not afford a gym set. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously Brett w- wins that one. And meanwhile, <laughs> Veronica meets white Veronica, uh, and then she says, hey, it's my good friend Katie Keene. The person who I just mentioned right now. Yeah. And this is just them desperately being like, isn't she cool, huh? Don't you want to watch a show about her? Huh? Please? Yeah? Huh? See, the wit- whatever we were discussing, discuss- discussing Katie Keene, 
the Katie mm-hmm. Keene show. Like, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I thought it was, like, during, like, season, like, th- two or something. I know it wasn't mm-hmm. that. But, uh, like, yeah. it w- that was barely a flash in the pan. Yeah. Also, um, shout out to this classic dress montage, except for they couldn't get more than three outfits for Veronica to try on. And also, okay, she looks great in all of them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But only, like, but one just- of them looks like it's something that you could have gotten from, like, a boutique. Yeah, one and then two. Yeah, it, just, it again. They just keep on flipping through the same three looks. I think they shoot each one three times. Oh no, they don't even do that. They just do three looks and then she goes with the plaid. Weird. Yeah, no, the plaid's the only thing that I could think that would look like it's coming from a boutique. Like mm-hmm. the rest are just like, you know, again, not inexpensive, but like, you know, something you can probably get from like. And you're not breaking the bank. To try to, uh, they continue to really try to sell. Katie King, because then Katie King's like, you want to meet my cool drag queen friends? We got drag queens on Katie King. Isn't that awesome? Don't you want to see these drag queens? Come watch Katie King. Yep. It's nothing. We don't even get to meet them in this episode because I don't care that much. Meanwhile, uh, the great plan that FP has hatched is to have Frank challenge Ted to one-on-one unarmed combat and then just arrest him when he shows up. What else... This is like again. This is it's a very uh, simple plan, and yeah. hopefully it works. To be I fair, mean, Marines are dumb as rocks, so it does yeah. work. And there, there's a reason why there's the uh, trope of them eating crayons. Yeah, they are um, the meat. I mean, they are the slabs also, of meat you throw against other slabs of meat. Also, fucking perfect for showing how Archie would be great in the army because Archie wouldn't have questioned this plan. He would have actually fought a guy. Yeah. He, he would have been the guy to fall for this plan, is what I'm trying to say. He's dumb as shit. Man, I really hope Frank is just like, you know what? You're a really fair and honorable person. I think that you should join the army at the end of this season. So uh, a bunch of people come in to arrest him. Um, they are all serpents. These so, are the adult serpents. Why? Okay. Is FP going to do can- like cop shit and have a gang? That's, like, kind of what they've been trying to hint his storyline's gonna be, but it's a really stupid storyline, because any, like, child could have figured out you can be both at the start, and they had to, like, make him realize it. Anyone who, I don't know, lived through the Rodney King riots would have figured that that's a thing you can do. Like, and, and he is, like, arresting him. He just didn't bring any cops and isn't dressed as a cop. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but as Ted's getting arrested, he says, You broke the code, Frank! Now we can go after everyone you love, or whatever. Which, I feel like that would just get the feds on your back. I mean, the feds are on his back. Uh, FP says he called the feds. Oh yeah, <laughs> the feds are already about... Like, it... Uh, okay. Th- this part, like, it feels like this is something you should introduce, like, three episodes ago. Yeah, uh, I, again, they are just trying to find something that sticks <laughs> right now. Throwing a lot of spaghetti. Yeah, a lot of it's not sticking, and unfortunately, the no. only thing that is sticking, I think we've only gotten, like, ten minutes of it so far in, like, three episodes, and that's the okay. tingling thing. Okay, so then this happens. Oh, my God, okay, this is, uh, they do a thing. Uh, so, yeah, we, we are at the Maple Club, of course, uh, Tony is being the host, I guess, um, and in walks, who else but one Nick St. Clair. If you'll remember, he is the scumbag from season one 
who uh, tried to assault Cheryl. What I also want everyone to remember, remember before we proceed is that he did get then get run off the road, um, and then did get beat up again after that, and then I think got beat up again a third time. Yeah, he gets beat. He's gotten <laughs> beaten a lot. Yeah, I feel like he would Listen, avoid Riverdale. Just avoid Riverdale. There's a couple, a couple, like one yes, two, like sexual assault's terrible, right? That is a deplorable, despicable thing. Not to take his side, but I kind of feel like maybe he's paid his dues. Uh, I mean, okay. He, Here, okay. he was in a pretty severe car accident, got beat up while in ca- uh, leg casts, and then I think did get beat up again by a bunch of girls. Yeah, well, okay, well, he now he gets, like, now they do a really shitty thing to him, though. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just beating him up. <laughs> it's just like... Like I kind I kind of feel like we we have, I mean that's that's aside from the whole like thing where really we should be taking a restorative justice approach to the whole thing. But even from a punitive point of view, I feel like we have maybe gone a little too far in the other direction. We have overcompensated yeah, the, the car crash a bit. Part was a little too like I think <laughs> after the car crash part, you should just forget about him as a character. And 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 speaking of the car crash, if we'll remember that happened because. Uh, Hiram set it up because he's a mob boss and he knows the St. Clairs because the St. Clairs are also a mob family. <laughs> he is a crime scion. Um, so it's fine when Veronica does shit to him because Veronica's protected. Tony's just gonna... Oh, Tony and Show are just gonna do this. Um, just seems ill-advised. <laughs> yeah. All around. <clears throat> yeah, for some fucking reason... Uh, Nick has come back to have a like boys' night because he heard about oh to celebrate that they all got to Harvard and he heard about this place. I'm sure there are plenty of places in New York where you live. I don't know why you drive like three hours upstate to this little podunk town. Oh wait, wait! Um, it has two nightclubs though. It does have two <laughs> nightclubs. You're right. Riverdale is a town on the rise. Yeah. I just feel like, well, Cheryl obviously has an actual very understandable reaction yeah. after seeing him be like, yo, that dude tried to rape me. I'm yeah, having PTSD. She, yeah, which she, is, uh, she freaks out and runs away. And then they also show in a flashback because, you know, in case you didn't remember all the way back in season one when this happened. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, they found Moose. Moose is actually in the army. Great. Cool. Um. And he says that Mr. Keating, or Mr. Chipping, as his actual name is, uh, both was the one who scouted him for Stonewall, and the one that encouraged him to uh, join the army afterward. Which they act like this is a weird thing, but I don't think it's that weird. <clears throat> no, it doesn't. It feels like pretty normal shitty teacher stuff. Like, okay, what if, what if like, uh, all of the, like, dude adults that were vets are just, like, deep cover, like, uh, army recruitment? That would, I mean, yes. <laughs> like, they just be like, I'll get my numbers up. I'm gonna- um, and then uh, Moose uh, also mentions that Rhett filmed a sex tape of Moose and someone having sex. Um, and Betty's like, ah, fuck, I've had sex in that room. <laughs> Oh fuck, I fucked. Yeah. There's yeah, and uh So they're they're <clears throat> searching through Brett's room, slash Jughead's room, trying to find this tape. Can't find it, Brett walks in on them, and then Betty 
does what she does, which is immediately tells him everything they know and accuses him with no effort, uh, no evidence, for no reason at all. There's nothing that could be gained from telling him the truth here, other than to make him more careful in hiding the thing you're looking for. Exactly. And then she... <clears throat> great reaction, Malice, but then she says, well, do you have a tape of me and Jughead? Which is like, again, great, great giving away information if he didn't have a tape. Uh, he now knows he has leverage on you, regardless... <laughs> Some great face acting by Alice here. Yeah. I'm just... Like, I'm very... I'm so over every single character in this show except for Kevin right now. <laughs> Listen, Kevin, Alice, and I will allow Veronica in her insane rum business. They should all get a show together and leave the rest of these losers behind. Yeah, because KJ Appa and... Uh, well, KJ Appa just has nothing to do in this show right now except for yeah, be vaguely violent he, towards a thing. Yeah, he, he needs something to punch. They haven't given him anything because they ran Dodger out of town somehow. I'm just going to skip forward because it's just more Katie King advertisements. Literally none of this matters. <laughs> that is really white Veronica. Right? It's fucked up. Oh, yeah, basically Katie, uh, Katie's uh, mother or father. Mom is sick or dead or something. Who cares? We're never yeah. going to see her again. And just like it's just like uh, Hispanic Veronica, a parent can die of something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Archie's trying to convince his uncle to stay and get arrested. And he's like, you're fucking stupid, Archie. Nah, go to Canada, you dude. You fucking idiot. Yeah, which he's, he's, he's right. He's an idiot. It's like, I committed war crimes, Archie. And not for the U.S. government, so they're not going to cover my ass. I cannot get arrested. You don't understand. Yeah. We cut to the scene uh, here in uh, Thistle House where um, Tony and get, uh, Cheryl yeah. are talking We get confirmation that happened. season one uh, season one happened their sophomore year also. But yeah, Cheryl's just recapping what happened to her. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I feel like this is, that you know, she's really acting mm-hmm. this, and I feel like, uh, yeah, good good on her for doing this, I guess. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> I guess. We definitely needed to bring Nick St. Clair back, I guess. Like, I, this feels like, this feels like the ultimate transitionary episode, but it should have happened way earlier in the ep- season. Yeah. Like this should have been leading into what was actually the um what the season was about. That's what it feels like anyway. Oh, and then uh ooh, excuse me, I'm very gassy today. <laughs> um then Tony reveals that she has also uh been sexually assaulted in the past. Before the show started, she clarifies, so we don't have to worry about that. Um but very true. One in four women have experienced some form of sexual assault. We live in a deplor- a deplorable world. Yep. Horrifying. Um, anyway, now we're going to watch Jughead and uh, Brett. What is this? Sorry, what is this stance Jughead's doing right now? What, what okay. is this? Okay, it what looks like this? he's... Okay, the stance that Jughead is doing, like, it looks like he's trying to do, like, some sort of, like, fake-ass martial art where it's all blocking. <laughs> it, it looks like he's, like, returned to monkey. <laughs> like, he looks like he's just trying to be a chimp right now. <laughs> It's very weird. Well, to be fair, chimps would win in most fist fights between yeah, a human and not, a... I mean, not because of their, like, 
technique or prowess, just because they are incredibly strong. <laughs> but yeah, he does this weird crouched, dangled arm thing, takes a punch to the face, and then knocks Brett out. Um, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, Brett just has a weak chin. Yeah. He'd be glass No, honestly, in my opinion, Jughead deserves to lose for that stupid-ass fucking stance. <laughs> it would have been better if he did, like, that all-uppercut thing that they show, like, Irish boxers doing in the 1800s. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, the fisticuffs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have accepted that more than whatever the fuck he was doing there. Sorry, I, I need to double-check. with. Okay, that isn't FP. That was bad casting. I thought that was FP who got got here. It's not. Well, I thought FP the was the only cop. police officer. I, that's also why I thought that. Uh, no, because FP mentions his name later on. Um, and I was very confused when I was watching that, because I was like, wasn't FP that got got? No. Uh, to recap what's happening, Ted's on the ground, seemingly knocked out, so the guard's opening up the door to get to him. Classic, you know, Jack Reacher an identity type move and of course that guard's gonna get got <clears throat> yeah uh then we have then we have a scene where basically like three people body checks yep a jughead yep like three people like that's excessive and they um and then he finds a dead snake tacked to his wall in the shape of an s yeah uh, and then he's complaining about it to donna <clears throat> and Donna explains that this is pack behavior because Brentworth is a homegrown stony and he's an outsider. Uh, so they don't want him to win anymore. They've all turned on Jughead. Yeah. Except for her. Who obviously is not going to turn out to be a bad guy, which would have no, been interesting not. to know. I don't know. Several episodes ago. Would have really ratcheted up the tension a little bit, huh? Like it would have been, it would have been better if we knew that she was a bad guy and knowing that she was manipulating people into hating him or something, but they didn't know. No, I do think they came up with that fairly recently. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel uh, like I, I feel like even though we're not like TV writers, if they got us in the writing room, like we'd be able to punch this show up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we had a little brief insert where. Alice and Betty were planning, like, oh, gosh, it wasn't in his room. Where could he be keeping it? And Betty's like, I don't know. Let's try the secret room where they do their secret society stuff. The logical next place to search, I guess. Yeah. You know, if I I know if I were making blackmail sex tapes, the place I'd want to store them is where all my friends hang out. Th that makes sure. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out, because we're not, because we're going to be seeing this soon. VHSs is what he chooses. Yeah. VHSs? Really? Yeah, but, I mean, it's again the weird, like, time lock uh, like, state of Riverdale you know where how, it looks better. You can get such small yeah. cameras in high and definition I, now. And I think that um, this is probably supposed to, like, tie into those tapes that were left in front of people's doors oh, earlier. Oh, maybe. Yeah, uh, I think that might be the other reason. Oh, yeah, that's a thing that they only jumped talked about for two episodes right <laughs> um archie's in the bathroom uh sort of this is a much nicer bathroom than i think the last time we've been in here but he's in the bathroom and he gets a call from fp about uh how ted has escaped so he needs to get out of there and by the time 
uh, he hang hung up Ted, who I guess has been hiding in this bathroom the whole time. Says, "Oh, thank final, thank fuck, Archie's finally needs to pee. Time to kill him." Yeah, I will say that the choreography for this uh, scene mm-hmm. was done pretty well. I feel like the stage uh, stage fighting that they uh, yeah. were doing was like pretty realistic. And uh, they really sold the pain and stuff that you would get from getting shoved through a stall stall yeah. wall. Uh, shout out to these public bathrooms that have the toilet tank and lid on the back of them. Yeah, dude, that that would never happen at most. It'd just be a pipe. Yeah. But right. yeah, but uh, we get Chekhov's toilet lid. Toilet lid. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna come back in a sec. Obviously, and Archie gotta... gets slammed. His back gets slammed uh, into a sink, and it breaks. Yep. Uh, just a lot of beating up Archie. Um. And Archie managed to rip out a pipe and stab yeah. him, and stab Ted in the uh, shoulder. And, and then Kevin comes in and sees just a grown man covered in water fighting Archie. <clears throat> and is like, what the fuck? And Archie managed to pick up the, the toilet lid yeah. in him in the head. Which again, second time he does that, I feel like you need to watch your, uh, watch your sex, dude. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. In- incredible. Uh, Archie knocks him out. Ar- uh, Kevin's like, what the hell? And Archie just sort of like mouthlessly like shrugs his shoulders and staggers out. <laughs> I don't know, just leave. We need to yeah. leave. <laughs> Uh, and then Kevin says, this school is insane, which is my favorite line of this episode. Also, I would like to say here, okay, here's the thing with people mm-hmm. who are good at fighting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how good of a fighter you are if you have, like, ten on one most of the time, unless one, right. the, the one has, like, a unless gun. Unless you're it, man. Yeah. But yeah, that's different though. Uh, yeah. But like, I feel like it, like there would be enough people who would hear the commotion, and be like, "Oh, what's going on? Oh, that guy's beating up Archie. Oh, we need to do something." Like, right? Okay, that would the only people who would do that are the bulldogs. Regular students are not going to jump a man. Yeah, guess what? The bulldogs are just ra- any random strong dude. That could be. They could definitely, definitely get the bulldog. Where's Reggie? Where's his bulldog pride? Well, I have to assume this is after school because there's no one in the fucking hallway. Um, in which case, they're probably at practice, so they can't hear him. I don't know. I feel like there'd be enough. Someone there. At least, like, a janitor. They'd hear what's going on. A janitor's also not going to just yeah, assault a man, guess, Art. Okay, no. I'm not saying that a man. I'm just saying that they would be able to get support somewhere. Like, you would do something. I don't know. Yeah, they'd call the cops and then watch Archie get his ass kicked. They're not going to fight this dude. Okay, I feel like maybe I've just built different. And that's... But, uh, but yeah. There, Archie gets... Okay, that dude really needs to watch his six. He has so yeah, many... third time. He has a concussion now. He's been hit in the back of the head multiple times. I have to assume his, like, army call sign was tunnel vision because this man <laughs> does not check his peripheries. Like, 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 at least his six is hard to see, but, like, he, w- but, like, he was at, like, his nine or something. Like, he was yeah. in the periphery. 
uh, he being Frank, Frank. Frank's come back and knocked him out with a trophy because he had a quote gut feeling this wasn't oh, over. This is this is it's a boss fight. It's a boss they fight. Just, you know you can hit him like for a lot of damage. Like once he's trying to go after one of your allies, and that's when you hit you gotta, him in the back of the head. Yeah, you got to learn his attack patterns. <laughs> They're just really good at knowing his attack patterns. The school just letting any sort of grown man walk in and hang out. You'd yeah. think after the Black Hood, they'd do something about that. Even just a front desk guy to check in with, but no, school resource any sort officer? of man. Like, school resource officers, especially after what uh, Riverdale's gone through, they would have at right. least one nearly retired yeah, cop with a gun that mostly harassed so. yeah, black I mean, students. Keller's not doing anything. Keller would have been, that would have been a great role for Keller. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Tony, of course, drugs Nick. And takes him up to a room. Uh, shock of shocks. I guess Jughead is practicing chess with Betty. Um, but Betty asks him for when the match is because she wants to break in while Brett's engaged with the chess match. Betty also now keeping secrets from Jughead, as we see. The rift is growing. Is it? Yes. Okay. I They've only like- fucked, like, once. <clears throat> I feel like they're. I feel like they've been pretty, like you know, inseparable for a while now, and there has been almost no actual strife in their relationship. Well, yeah, they they had their like first real fight <clears throat> this season, and it was over Jughead keeping stuff from her, and now she's keeping stuff from him. So, uh, yeah, I guess. How much money do you think they had to uh, spend on this chess uh, chess uh, piece uh, set? Because like. It looks like it. There might actually be made out of like a like a carved stone. Yeah, it's probably like a hundred dollar chess set. Yeah, like it looks like they have like a quartz for the white and like an actual yeah. carved. Dark I mean, stone. it makes sense for uh, the <coughs> stone ball. So sure. Yeah. Riverdale would just have them. It will be made out of uh, wood and water. You know, because it's based off of their school name. Obviously. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Uh, but yeah um <clears throat> they're doing chess and like i don't know ch- like i feel like chess is interesting after the fact when you know what's going on but while mm-hmm. watching i'm just like i don't know what's going on right now well you're not supposed to it's just supposed <laughs> to be the act of them playing chess right now i think there's a song playing right now as they intercut between him and betty uh they couldn't find an excuse for someone to sing this time so it was just a song not someone singing a song uh, but yeah, Betty, uh, Alice is keeping watch while Betty searches their secret society hangout dungeon, and she finds a false wall, uh, and inside Which, are a bunch of VHS tapes. It will say it's a corner, and as a person who's very clumsy and runs into corners a lot, I think I would have found that hidden hiding spot probably, like, <laughs> second day. Because, like, it's a corner door thing, and actually, mm-hmm. that does not have enough room for... A lot more expansion. No, he's pretty full up. Um, and so then the silent alarm Rhett has installed in the secret society room has gone off on his Apple Watch. Which, again, um, which is makes it so weird whenever we see him have a bunch of, like, actual, cas- not cassette tapes, but uh, uh, VHS VHS, tapes, yeah. VHSs. Yeah. Um, I, I love this where um, Alice is like, someone's coming. We got to go, Betty. And Betty's like, okay, take these. 
and then they both pause to read which tape she's grabbed instead of leaving. Yeah. And wouldn't you fucking know it? Not leaving has caused them to get caught. <laughs> um, and then the young Padawan has learned well. She leads with some bullshit. We know you've been recording us having sex. I have the proof now. It's in my hand. Um, and Brett says, no, those are the confessionals that we record uh, when we induct people into the society. Well, didn't they have Moose? Moose wasn't part of the society. Uh, no, she was looking for a moose, and she couldn't find it. She found Donna's, and that's what she grabbed. Okay. I didn't catch that part. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I guess they've been playing chess for several hours now, because it's now dark. Uh, they've lit a bunch of candles. Uh, Betty and Alice were allowed to stay and watch the end of the chess match, I guess. And yeah. then, uh... Jughead throws Jughead, the game. Yeah, Jughead glances over at Betty and then throws the game. Um intentionally moves to a spot that would allow Brett to checkmate him. Um, and he says, it's because he's done playing this game. He could have done it more dramatically by knocking over yeah. his king. I don't know. Ba- basically, does not want to be in Stonewall anymore. Realizes what's really important or something. It's not really clear. Um, I guess it's fine because he already got into Yale, so like he doesn't need this school anymore. But Yeah. Like, just kind of a weird, sad resolution to this. I still want to know how it's going to, like, tie in. How the him being, being murdered is going to tie in. Yeah. Um, lest we forget, we still have that uh, Manchurian candidate programming thing going on with Evelyn, I guess. Okay, what? Why Why did they introduce so many things that they didn't even do anything with? I could not say. Uh, but the feds got Ted and Archie once again entreating uh, Frank to get arrested. Spoilers, he runs. Meanwhile, um, Hermione is breaking the news to uh, Veronica that um, just like Hiram's rum empire that he's always had, he also now has a muscular disease. It just really feels like a, a reason for them to just stop the... Maybe they run out of ideas what to do. With the whole, I don't like you anymore, Dad. Um, I mean, they clearly ran out of ideas because they gave Hiram a rum empire. Well, yeah, but, like, they ran even more out of ideas. I mean, yeah, this is, I feel like this is a very, like, standard, like, soap opera, third act uh, padding. You give someone a a long-term disease, and that will, you can milk that for half a season, and then they either die or get miraculously better. Yeah. And you know what? This is like this is 2019. Succession was had their first season already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They probably saw Succession and was like, "Oh, that's cool. We should do that when we aren't doing, you know, Jack Reacher." Yeah, it makes sense. <sighs> and then this, finally, oh, this, we this part. Yeah, I mean, you we all kind of knew where this was going, but uh, Nick wakes up the next morning covered in feathers. Uh, Kevin is adjusting his clothes. Being like, ho ho, you, and then Fangs comes out, uh, putting on his pants, he's shirtless, and of course, like, the initial implication is, oh my god, they, uh, I mean, raped Nick. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 that's what you're supposed to think. They did something, I, I'm not gonna say equally as shitty, but I'm gonna say yeah. pretty shitty as It's well. pretty shitty, yeah, uh, but instead, Tony comes forward and says, and shows that they 
recorded him um, getting tickled for their tickle videos. Uh, at this point, once again, I'd like to remind everyone that Nick St. Clair of the New York St. Clairs is a crime son of a crime family. Who could easily disappear. A couple of uh, what he yeah. would call yokels. Uh, be- being humiliated like this, I don't think is going to go down well for him. What they should have done is they should have just released the video anyway. After yeah. giving him this threat. Yeah, so she's like, you're never going to come to Riverdale again. You're never going to ever assault a woman or I'll put out the video because I'll definitely know if you do that somehow. Oh, oh, it's not like rich people just get away with this because they're rich. I mean, if you really wanted to stop him from ever assaulting a woman again, you could have just murdered him. Yeah, just murder him or maybe castrate him. Just castrate him right there. Uh, Loving this like fun polycule on the bed watching this. Uh, tickle video together. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, okay. one of them says, "Uh, he's what we call in the biz like a primo screamer or something insane like that." <laughs> yes. Also, I mean, because he is who he is, and that's like his character. He probably it has not repented, but like we don't know that. We don't know that he like is still trying to drug women and rape them. <laughs> He could have he could have stopped, and they're just being dicks to him for no reason. Like, like again, restorative justice and everything, but yeah. also like he's a rich asshole, so why would he? Yeah, I mean, obviously he didn't, but I'm just saying they don't know that. Yeah, and also, I I feel like he has he has paid his fair share of punishment, um, for for those acts, <laughs> but. I mean, it's happened. So. I don't want to cancel you or anything. But I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> like in this show, I feel like I feel like he has he has the, enough has been done to him on the yeah. show that they should just forget about him as a character. Right? They shouldn't have brought him back. It was silly, and that plotline was stupid. Um, but Jughead's having not Jughead. Jesus, I keep doing that. Archie's having a chat with FP in his house, I guess, because. Frank ran off, and now Archie doesn't have a dad again, so... Gave him his red badge of courage or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he gave him a literal medal. I don't... Is, I don't know... Is a re, is the red badge of courage an actual medal? I, I thought that was a euphemism for, like, getting a scar. I have no idea, but it was whatever medal. Like, they were talking about a medal before in the show about... Yeah. Coming, coming back to save someone. Uh, it's it's an army medal is the point, and Archie's gonna join the army. <laughs> also, Archie does this big monologue about his dad, where he basically is like, he was just an average guy, just perfectly fine in every way. Not good, not bad, he's just a dude. Like, that's kind of a shitty thing to say about your dead dad, Archie. Like, to be fair, your dad was, like, the only good person in this Right, town. also, I think he was, like, in this town... On the upper echelon of good dudes, like if if there was if there was good dudes in this show if the, in the show he would be like maybe one of the only ones. Yeah, if if Riverdale had a good dudes award, I feel like he'd be in the running pretty consistently. Yeah. Um. Oh, my thing's frozen, but it's fine. Veronica tells her parents that she got into college. Does not matter. Who cares? I don't. Mention Katie one last time. Um. And. For our stinger here, we are going to revisit with Jughead and Betty. Uh, literally, who cares about their feelings? But then Betty is going to 
uh, show Jughead one of the tapes she did manage to sneak out of uh, the skull and quill or whatever, which is uh, Donna's confessional. And Donna's confessional is, uh, of course, the story she told previously about being assaulted by Mr. Or not assaulted, but uh, having an affair with Mr. Keating. Uh, and then him threatening her when she tried to break it off. Except for this time she doesn't say Mr. Keating on the video. She says Mr. Coating. Um, and then Betty says that there's no record of a Mr. Coating uh, anywhere at the school or something like that. Uh, no one. He doesn't exist, she says. Um, and but that she uses the hundred percent exact same language, which, as we know, is what liars do when they have a story they've rehearsed. Yep. So, uh, Betty once again has a bit of evidence and just jumps to a conclusion that must be correct, which is that Donna is the true mastermind and master manipulator here. Uh, she's the one we should be focusing on, which might be true. But she does this a lot, and it's not always true. It's actually, her hit rate, I think, is pretty low. Yeah, her hit rate's extremely low when it comes down to it. Yeah. But yeah. So that was Riverdale. Yeah, this was a, a transition episode, and it didn't have a lot to transition into. Really. No, yeah, we've kind of gone from not really knowing where we're going to still not really knowing where we're going, but like, maybe in a different direction. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, it just... This one is like I don't it feels like it gives us enough to be interested every few episodes, but like not yeah. enough to really Hey, you remember Hermosa? What happened to her? What Did she go back the home? Fuck happened to her. <laughs> she just showed up to be like Hiram's got a secret family and a legitimate rum member that he's definitely had this whole time and then she left? I don't know. What happened to her? That is so weird. I forgot about her. <laughs> I thought that was gonna be a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, normally, like, a secret family is a pretty big deal, and, you know, lo the logical thing would be her and Veronica eventually becoming closest sisters, but I guess that's not gonna happen. I guess she just went home. I guess so. I guess she was, like, hired to do a thing and then left after her job. And then she did done. it, so, like, she collected her check and she bounced. Yeah, I'm I mean... Good. She did say she was running Hiram's Rum Empire, so you know she's got she's got a lot of appointments. Yeah. So like, what is this? What is this show right now? I I could no not wonder tell they you. had to do a time jump. There's nothing for them to do. Yeah. What are they gonna do after the time jump? Uh, I've heard some stuff, and you could guess for a hundred years, and. You would not know. Okay. I, I don't quite believe it myself, <laughs> what I heard. I just heard this one thing. And it sounds like bullshit, but it's Riverdale, so I don't know. Okay, I, you think the whole uh, Evelyn saying Tangerine three times would come? I thought that was going to be the main plot of this season. <laughs> I thought it was going to be that, too. Ever since you said that, like, I was just like, what? Yeah, that's yeah. definitely going to be a plot. Like, you think they'd just be, like, sleeper cells if people just try to kill Betty all over the place. Right. And, like, surely, surely the point of that wasn't just to get rid of Dark Betty. That can't have been, that couldn't have been the whole thing, the right? The only interesting part about Betty is Dark Betty. <laughs> right. We, we also haven't seen Charles in, like, two episodes. But wait. Oh, what, no, he was, okay. in, he was in the quiz a thought, but he hasn't done anything. What is supposed to happen with Charles and Chick? 
That's true, yeah. They have a whole thing as well. They, they threw so many strands of spaghetti at the wall and all of them are falling off. Oh, man. Uh, We're just going to have to wait and see where, the, I guess. where these madmen go. They're gonna probably have. They're probably gonna throw in like two musical episodes. I have nothing to do with the plot at the end and be like, I don't know. Let's get this finished with. Yeah, I mean, we are owed a new. Uh, we are owed a musical episode. <clears throat> oh, we are, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, what 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 musical would they use? What trendy musical? So Beetlejuice. My <laughs> my current theory is that maybe for some reason they can't do a musical because. You remember they did they had Veronica sing all that jazz for no reason whatsoever. Oh, Chicago! Um, I, and like and the full song too. So I think maybe they were gearing up to do a Chicago episode, and then for whatever reason, maybe it fell through. But they still had the rights to all that jazz, so they were like, "Fuck it, Veronica's gonna sing the song we paid money for." Well, okay, who who did what studio did the Chicago movie adaptation? Uh, was it WB? Chicago musical movie. Let me let me look it up. Miramax. Okay. Mm, and I think that's owned by Paramount. So, okay. Because mm-hmm. like, okay, it'd be different if it was like uh, if they could do like the movie version or something of it. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, uh, it'd be real great was... if they did a Beetlejuice one. Like I would like to do a Beetlejuice. It was it was just very strange that Veronica sang the full number, all that jazz from the musical Chicago for no reason whatsoever in like episode three. So like, I don't know. We'll see if we get a musical episode. I don't know. Uh, it feels like they do all of their rehearsal for the uh, for the musical episode. Hmm. So they probably did. I see. I I just don't know what to feel about this season. Like it's just, it just it's just meandering along. It, it's been a little all over the place, yeah. Yeah, like, season three had, like, you know, some... something. Season oh. three, I thought, was fairly focused for most of it. Yeah, it was like, yeah. They, sh- they got to Griffiths and Gar- Gargoyles pretty quick, and they rode that train for most of the season. Yeah, like, they had, like, the whole gang thing, which, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just... I mean, I don't know how I feel about it, but you know what? We'll... We have what seven te- seven more episodes yeah. till this finish. Yep, and then we get to see uh, Archie come back from uh, Afghanistan. It's not going to Afghanistan. <laughs> it's going to be Afghanistan. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be Afghanistan. Right. Well, in the meantime, Art or is it's Ukraine. It's actually going to be from the Ukraine. <laughs> that would be an incredible cold shot. Yeah. That I would be impressed with. Oh my God! What if they? What if they restart the Cold War in Riverdale just so they could have like be able to do classic like movie plots? Interesting. Yeah, like like they have like a Red Dawn thing. Oh my God! Now I just want Riverdale version of Red Dawn. Riverdale would absolutely do a Red Dawn thing. Is the thing. One thousand percent. If they could figure out a way to justify it, Riverdale would do a Red Dawn pastiche. Oh my god! Or or um, oh what what am I thinking of? Uh, the movie. It would be one of the movies. Uh, Leningrad is when they're fighting Lenin <laughs> in Leningrad, where the Russians lost like ninety something thousand people. Like right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It just be I could just imagine Veronica actually like somehow being like a like a like a really great sniper. I, that's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Archie and Jughead are like 
they they they're no good at shooting guns, but they're but they're really good at like up close wet work, and they love seeing the the life drain out someone's eyes after stabbing them in the heart. Uh, I I could see them going like a Casablanca. Oh, cla- ooh, that yeah, seems, that, that would be very one thing. much their speed. Now yeah. now we're just trying to write a better show. I feel like <laughs> it's again, not hard. we're like we're not. I I want to say for me personally, I don't know about you, but me personally, I know I'm not a television writer. I know I wouldn't be able to like sit down and like write a good show, but I would be able to do better than the writers on Riverdale. <laughs> it's not hard. Uh, arguably, the writers on Riverdale are also not television writers, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, what if it's all just Berlanti's like, you know, friends? That'd be really funny. Yeah. I'd respect him for that. <laughs> I mean, no, honestly, you know what? I, uh, like, and this is gonna be the last thing I say, then we'll get to recommendations. But, like, I know a lot of, a lot of people kind of bag on, uh, like, uh, Steven, uh, Steven Sandler, wow, Adam Sandler for just, like, making movies mm-hmm. where he wants to do vacation and paying his friends. Yeah. But why yeah. the fuck not, dude? Yeah, it's a good grift. Like, why not pay your friends to just hang out with you uh, yeah. in Hawaii? <laughs> exactly. Or, yeah. or, like, South Africa or something. Why Maldives, not? wherever the fuck, yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. dude, I could guarantee you, if I could give you a million bucks and me have, like, a million bucks, too, and we could just hang out and maybe shoot a movie, I would yeah. probably do that, because that sounds yeah. rad. Like, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know. Recommendations? What do you have to recommend? Because I barely have anything. Yeah, I don't have a lot. Uh, I guess I'll recommend uh, Raising Dion has season two out. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, it was, uh, if you remember way back in like 2014 or something, uh, they someone put together a little short film about a single black mother raising a boy who uh, develops superpowers. And then it got like a Kickstarter and then it went dormant for a long time and it finally got uh produced by netflix i think michael b jordan plays the dad the dad's dead so he's only in a couple scenes but you know pretty big get um i enjoyed the first season from what i remember of it um again same premise oh, that was a, that season. was a few years ago too when the first season yeah came out. yeah and now they just added i think last month season two which i will get to eventually um there's a lot probably there's yeah. a lot going on uh yeah. But um yeah for for me uh I would recommend a a YouTube uh channel called Ordinary Sausage and literally what it is is this dude who sounds like a cartoon character and going to be real honest looks like a cartoon character uh just makes weird sausages mm. uh, all the videos like the longest video that I've seen was 8 minutes long mm. most of them are like anywhere between two and five minutes long. It's just him, just a short blast of entertainment, making a weird sausage. That's it. He has a couple hundred episodes. I watched almost all of them last night. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. He seems like a cool dude. He also sounds like a cartoon. Uh, that's also a thing. Like he sounds kind of like a higher pitch Zeus, Zeus <laughs> from uh, uh, Gravity Falls. So, yep, watch that, Ordinary Sausage. All right, uh, is it my turn? It's your turn. All right. Um, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Join the army. <laughs> don't do that. Don't join, <laughs> don't, the don't join the army. I was lying to you. Well, you might get drafted. Uh, we won't, because we're old no. fucks now. 
I mean, also, I'll just go to prison. I'm not fighting for no imperialist. Well, well, I would just go to prison, but also they would. There's no way they would take me. I have bad legs. I went yeah. to the mental hospital, and also I'm overweight. They won't get take me. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, they want that young me. They don't want their, They want them 21 to 25 year olds. They want that nice mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah. It's also the ideal age to be tickling someone, so, you know. Yep, same, same. Gonna be a big disruption to the tickling industry. <laughs> yep. Uh, so... So, yeah, I guess bye. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, bye. Have you ever heard of Waco, Betty? Waco, Betty? Wake up.